in five, four, three, two, one. Take three. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode five Game of the three of the Drum Show Podcast. I was always on time. We had the man, the myth, good, the legend himself, sir. I'm loving Colonel. the fact Game that uh, I'm loving the fact that there's like yeah. all sorts of little things Jesus that are just hiccuping Christ. here and there and stuff like that. But at the same time, though, dude, I'm just happy that the football season's almost over with tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm also kind of happy that uh, I'm playing a multitude of different games. Played a bunch of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff, which I'll get into a little bit later on. But at the same point, though, you know, I'm just it's going pretty good, though. How about you, Tyler? Doing all right. Uh, this is our third time doing the uh, the intro because uh, I fucked up the first one uh, and then the second one. So now we're here for the third time doing this intro. Uh, I'm doing okay, though, uh, in the first intro. I talked a lot about I was on vacation this week, um, you know, first world problems. Uh, I am extremely depressed that it is over. It's just Saturday night, tomorrow, Sunday. Means it's going back to work time, so I've been in like a major depression mode. It's really like Thursday afternoon. It kind of hit. I'm like, oh, God, tomorrow's Friday. Uh, totally fucked up my, my sleep schedule um, on Thursday, unfortunately. Um, took I, I tried all week. I'm like, because last time I was on vacation back in June, I had a week yes. off. Because my work, you have to take vacation in a week, week chunks. And... Um, I was like, I'm going to stay up late. That was the week the quarry came out, too. I'm like, I'm going to stay up late because I want to play the quarry at night. It was summertime. It doesn't get dark here until like 9.30. And then every night, I was like, by 10.30, I like fall asleep on the couch. Um, and I did the same thing. Like, Thursday night, I stayed up super late, beat the game finally. Um, but then, like, I like you know, I had to kind of get back on some of the sleep schedule. And I just, like, I, I stayed up to like 2 a.m. on Thursday night uh, after struggling to stay up to like 11 the, the rest mm. of the week. And then last night, I had to force myself to be asleep. It's a, it's a whole thing. First world problems, people. Uh, but yeah, um, I've watched a bunch of movies, played a bunch of games, and it's been it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty nice. Uh, took my dog on multiple WALKs this week, so yeah, it was a uh, it was good. It was good. It was needed. Um, but uh, I'm definitely um, it sucks because uh, you know I don't know when my next vacation is going to be because we don't start playing that shit out until March and uh, mm. seniority base, and I'm. Towards the bottom on that, so I, I kind of I, I'm able to take vacation uh, when it's available, which you never you never know. Uh, but Gables, let's get in to some of our news because even despite so oh by the way, uh, we already did like a full Nintendo Direct podcast. If you want to know about that, we spent 90 minutes on Wednesday night talking about that episode yes. 537. So if you are on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all that fun jazz, uh, go there, go in our archives, look them up, listen to them. Uh, five star reviews. Like, follow, subscribe, thumbs up, shares, all that fun jazz. Please do that for us. We appreciate it. Check in the description down below. You can see where the links to all the things are, like Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, everything. So check it out, please. Um, Gables, yes. Uh, you know, it's been a few days now. What's uh, what's your kind of your final thoughts on this N- Nintendo Direct we had a few days ago? Well, my final thoughts about the Nintendo Direct, it was kind of similar to what I was guessing that it may have been leading up until there, like that we would see like a lot of ports, a lot of different like kind of safe sort of aspect type of things. But uh, when I mean about like ports in general, you know, I wasn't expecting like, I wasn't expecting like uh, seeing remaster ports to like with Bat and Kaitos and stuff like that. Or the fact that uh, we would get a stealth drop of Metroid Prime remastered on the same day it was announced. I mean, that came out of left field. But uh, in regards to the whole consistency of it, I thought that it remained a 
a good direct for a lot of different people. I mean, you had the hardcore JRPG stuff for that demographic. For everyone else, you did have, like, the games that you would look forward to in regards to some of the top echelon thing of Nintendo content. Then you have, like, some bits of, like, everything in between. Like, say, your Pikmin 4 announcement, all that other stuff, you know. But it also kind of showcased a bit more of a uh, revival of Level 5 in the West because... Level 5 hasn't really put out too many games, like, on, like, in the West in, like, the last couple of years. Or when they do, they've been pretty piss poor, so. Yeah, that's the thing, though. And this one just seems like it's been kind of like the strongest they've been in quite a while in regards yeah. to reveals of different things. I mean, it's granted. four, didn't they? They had, like, about four games inside of this Nintendo Direct. One was mm. a fashion game, which, you know what, none of us are pretty much interested in over here. But the kind of interesting. You had the Super game, and I think something else. But Deca Police. That's called Deca Police. That game where you have like a squad of like these five. Like, it's like internet type of. Oh, what's that? Gables Skype is breaking up a little bit here. You want one second here? Ah, we're just having all kinds of issues here. <laughs> Yeah, it's it been just, good. It was just kind of like uh, police, sort of like uh, internet type of style, like involving and stuff. It's it's more kind of like a uh, sort of like sci-fi-ish sort of game. But uh, what's also what's interesting about it is like the main thing I got out of direct is Nintendo is definitely going towards nostalgia route for this one because it kind of feels like they're kind of tying up some loose ends before they eventually move on from the switch like this whole this whole direct kind of gave me that impression that this may potentially be like the last major year for the switch itself because of the whole emphasis on ports and remakes and stuff and emphasis upon their online their online service with a revealing of the game boy game boy color and game boy advance games on nintendo switch online which that was a welcome surprise, that whole drop and everything. But in and of itself, man, yeah, I thought it was still pretty solid. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much echo a lot of things you said. Um, I felt like it definitely feels like, yeah, we're like, I, you know, we're at the end of the uh, Switch era. I don't. I mean, obviously, we don't know a lot, but I mean, I'm assuming I feel pretty comfortable that we're gonna get like a June direct in. Yeah. After we got Zelda in May and then Pikmin in July. Um, we may see like an indie direct or maybe like a blowout thing for Zelda, yeah. potentially for May. Yeah. yeah I, I I can see like yeah I I wouldn't be shocked. Usually we have one like GDC mm -hmm. I think uh, or is that PAX East? PAX, PAX probably PAX East before then. Yeah, I think it's because whatever the one in New York, uh, they usually have like a a Nindies one too. So, but. As far as like a full blown one, especially with E three being back, um, and they've always, I know there's been the rumors that they're gonna be around, but yeah, I feel like they're gonna have to after sometime after Zelda because, uh, yeah, like I said, we don't really have a lot. I, like, Other than Pikmin four have, after Zelda, and that's yeah, about it. Yeah, in July, yeah, July twenty first, and that's it. So, uh, I mean, I guess I mean I imagine we'll get like a Pokemon presents because Pokemon Day is in a couple a week or two. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. Um, and they always, they typically will have something. So I bet we'll have something there then. Um, mm. but yeah, um, I, I thought overall it was, it was really good. I, like I said, I, I talked about on the, on the main one though, but like that first 30 minutes was pretty rough. 
And then I thought the last like 10 minutes was like, that's when we had the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance. That's when we had Metroid, uh, the ba- even Bath and Kaidos to a smaller that's extent. And then like Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like, it was, a, it was a very, uh, it was a very s- slow simmer for the, for 30 minutes. Uh, and then we just turned the heat up. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought, so that's why like, I was a little lower on it just cause it took so long to like, cause typically they do a good job of like, all right, here's a wall. It's like a roller coaster. Yes. Like, Oh, here's a, here's a peak. And then some walls and definitely some of those things are like personal. Um, you know, they're always going to, you're always going to have, uh, that. And I feel like that was definitely the case for this one. Cause like I said, during the main one is like, that was, I feel like that was a very specific type of one. Like there's a lot of big news out of it, which yes. as you know, people that do podcasts, that's great. That's what we want. We want like, it, it, it makes it very easy for us to do podcasts uh, when we have a lot of big stuff. Even if it's not like personally what we're excited for, there's a lot of, it makes it easier to talk about because there's big news coming out of it. But, uh, and then that helps too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it definitely tells me that also that like, and I think we've probably known this for a while, but like they realize they really can't like with the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, it's like we, they, they realize the audience isn't there anymore uh, to like uh, a la carte make people buy their old Nintendo games. Uh, I imagine probably, I mean, the, the way that we use sold, because I think that they, they definitely kind of banked on the idea of like, oh, we can do the Nintendo like thing and like charge you money to buy these games you bought 20 times already again. You can buy it for 21st time. And then also here with our games itself, we'll sell it. And I think they realize that doesn't work anymore, obviously. Um, so they realize they can't, you know, this is probably the best bet. I do wish they would still put them all a cart and do like a Game Pass thing. Like, hey, if you have Nintendo Switch Online, give you a 20% off you know here's like you could buy super mario brothers for five bucks but if you have or you could buy for three bucks if you have you know our service or whatever and you can you can you don't have to keep the service you can just play it whenever you want um yeah, it's like ideal game, way like, that that we would like to see that kind of you know where you yeah. like what you're saying before like the whole game pass ish type of thing and stuff like that to where they would have the games available without a subscription but at the same time if you had the subscription say if like you could on xbox's game pass and stuff yeah well it's like uh, i love vampire survivor so much um it was only like a five dollar game but i was like i bought it and it was like 10 percent off so i'm like cool i'm like uh, i want to support these people I, I love this game and then when it eventually does leave game pass i saw vampire survivors and i saved a buck um and then i bought dlc as well because it's like it was like a, a dollar or something um but yeah I, like and i think but i think they also realize though they can there's a pretty hardcore audience that wants those GameCube games. Yes, and absolutely. they realize that they could do it. Unfortunately, though, I mean, was we already had Sunshine, and then we had uh, uh, Metro Prime. Unfortunately, though, I was like thinking about uh, after the direct and we were, after we recorded Wednesday night. I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's a market here. And I was like, but how big is that market? Because it's not a very big market. Um, I mean, they, there's some, they've obviously done like the Wii games, like Twilight Princess, even though I know it was on GameCube. It's um, and like Wind Waker, they've already done that past. But like you know, Twilight Princess was mainly a Wii game. Mm-hmm. Skyward Sword we've already gotten from the Wii. But it's like, um, I mean, obviously the Wii U games have been ported over. But uh, GameCube, I mean, as great of a system as it was, you look at first party stuff. There wasn't a lot, and some of it's hit and miss. Like Star Fox Adventures, uh, Metroid Prime Two, um, were, were pretty hit. Like most people don't actually like Star Fox Adventure. Like if you take the Star Fox out of it, it's actually not that good of a game. Um, you know, I know like Metroid Prime is the one everybody loves. Two, not so much. Three is, is pretty good. Uh, from everything I understand, when I listen to people talk about that game. Um, mm. So yeah, like I mean, really, you look at GameCube. There's not a lot of shit in there that they can big stuff that would actually like move the needle. I don't think there's too much after Sunshine, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. 
and Metroid Prime. It'd be interesting, though, to try to uh, delve into, though. I mean, thinking about it like from the first-party perspective, what would Nintendo have left in regards to... Mario Parties? Well, their Mario Party stuff, possibly. I mean, yeah, that's... But, that's, I mean, they're that's not going to... But I don't think that's a legitimate thing that they're going to do. Take out Double Dash and Melee. You could have F-Zero GX, which that's also something yeah. that they could There's been rumors of that. a remaster for that. If so you're going to remaster I... one game, the GameCube version of F-Zero is probably the one you're going to go with the most, considering that yeah. one was considered by many to be the best in the entire series, but also in terms of getting more familiarity with people in regards to the games themselves. I mean, hell, we're dealing with like a nowadays inside the gaming format and stuff where RMX racing plus like uh, yeah, FMX or whatever the hell that that game. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like the early Switch game. Yeah, that early Switch game and stuff like that, like uh, Fast RMX or whatever the hell. Yeah. That game exists and like Wipeout exists and stuff, even though maybe they're not as popular as what they could be in that stuff. But people would just literally be clamming for like a digital version of like, say, yeah. a F-Zero game. I'm just thinking of like what moves. The, like I'm talking about like, you know, like Metro Prime. Um, I don't it's not main mainstream, but it will move the needle. Like even for I'm talking about like, you know, the, the people that like that buy the, the Switch sports games and shit like that. Like the the, the, the more casual fans that like that like they have big name franchises attached to them i don't really think there's a lot on game in terms of, like the casual First fan party. stuff the most casual thing you could probably go for then try to entice them is more of sunshine but even so that's something that's already, that's already been out yeah. there in regards and they to put that. it on, it's you can't buy it anymore so um, but re-releasing it like digitally through that they could possibly do or yeah. even like an eventual remaster maybe not on this system but like the next yeah. system could be a potential thing that could happen yeah. too but because there's no 2d marios there's yeah i don't know uh, but I just think that's interesting because, like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a whole, it's like, man, I was, like, thinking, I'm like, man, there's a whole, like, different, like, there's a lot of money you can get out of that. And I was like, well, I started thinking about it. I'm like, nah, there's not really a lot of, unfortunately, it's not a lot of product to give you. Um, I mean, they can go into the Wii and there's, like, new Super Mario Brothers shit in Well, there, yeah, but... look at some of the, like, look at, like, some of, like, the best GameCube games in general and stuff like that. A lot of the third-party stuff has already been either in the pipeline to be coming out or have already came out. Look at some yeah. of the exclusives from back then. Tales of Symphonia. That was one. Yeah. Which we're eventually going to PS2 later. Well, so. yeah, that's the thing though. Baden. Yeah. Tales of Symphonia that did have a PS2 porn. It did come to Skies of Arcadia Legend. Skies of Arcadia mm. Legends and stuff like that. That's, that was on Dreamcast that came to GameCube and stuff like that. But that's a remaster that Sega should be going through and going with. Right. But, uh, God damn. I mean, Paper Mario A Thousand Year Door is another one I could potentially would be a... see it being a yeah, possible I'd buy the fuck out of that. That so. is one of the last ones I could think about for the GameCube because, like you've said before, both Zelda games, through Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, they have been remade and like re-released and stuff through the Wii U. Yeah, Mario Sunshine, which definitely was like a limited run thing in regards to the Switch. Even like the things on for Monkey Ball games, which are not technically first party, they've had their tracks just, like re-released and stuff yeah. like on the Switch. That just got re-released last year, yes, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. unlike ports of third party games, I mean, you yeah, are right. I feel like we're, you do have a point. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just kind of uh, outside of like full blown remakes. Um, it's like they're kind of out of runway on on this whole formula. But uh, I don't. Know. Yeah. I, overall, I think it's good. But yeah, I agree. Like, I just. I feel like we are definitely in the era of this console where uh, they are holding on to shit. Yeah. Are there like there's stuff in the works that's probably close to being done, but they're saving it for the next thing. Oh yeah. Um, but um, let's move on here, Gables. 
Um, excuse me, I had a burp there. Um, but we got we might have another big presentation yeah. coming soon. Uh, we might get two big PlayStation events here. Maybe well, one big one and one smaller one. Uh, so Jeff Grubb talked about on his uh, Game Mess podcast that uh, he's been hearing some stuff. He's not promising, kind of like the Detroit Direct thing. Um, he's been hearing that uh, there's a state of play, a low-key one is his, is his uh, exact term. Okay. Uh, that's coming in the next month. Uh, he's hearing towards the end of February, so the next couple of weeks, but could be beginning of March. So in the next, you know, so the next pro- probably two to three weeks away. Um, right. Is what we're looking at here. More of a low-key one, but then there is supposed to be a PlayStation showcase uh, attended be, supposed to, intended to be before E3, so pretty much anywhere between March and like the first week of June. Like last year, we had a the the, the first real big state of play bef- um, right before Summer Game Fest last yes. year. Um, where they announced like Street Fighter Six. We had like a Final Fantasy Sixteen trailer. Um, I think Tekken Eight was also in that one as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Um, Apparently, some other stuff that came out of this too was that PlayStation actually wanted to do, was planning to do a showcase last year, because um, like we had one we've we've had one the last couple like so in 2020 we had one in, in we had well we had two in 2020 one in June mm-hmm. one in one in September 2021 we had another one in September and then we didn't have one at all last year but we had two pretty good state of plays with that one in June we were talking about and then we had the last one and um the the, the one in June was all like third party stuff but it was like pretty big third party stuff and then in September we had another uh, state of state of play that had like the God of War trailer, uh, the the big one that kind of was like the final push of the game where the, the controller was announced. A couple other like bigger announcements in them too, but um, it was mostly like VR focused too as well. Um, but typically, you know, the state of plays have always like always kind of made them kind of smaller right. events. Like don't get your hopes up for big stuff. But uh, this apparently will be a smaller one. And I was thinking about like, okay, what's some smaller stuff they can have here and like obviously the state of play or the psvr2 is coming in a couple weeks so but if it's towards the end of the month maybe it's just a vr state of play which hey like would i be interested in watching that no but does it make would it be a smart move to do yeah, yeah it would be uh, considering you need to showcase so, what the vr games that are going to be launching first and foremost the, yeah. the consumers and I, and I just you know, i just got an email today with um asking if, from playstation uh let me know. I, it's, uh, there's pre-orders available for that thing, so um, well, not going too great. Um, but um, some of the things I was thinking about, though, if it's not VR focused, there are a decent amount of games they've talked about, and this isn't everything. This is just kind of stuff because I was kind of like going back and like reading news reports, stuff like that, and stuff I had off the top of my head, and, like stuff they've talked about that just like we haven't heard about or we haven't seen in a little bit, or like things they've talked about in previous state of plays that are like like I could see being there because they're not like full-blown triple a stuff you know they're not like but there's stuff that like that have release dates for this time this year uh one is that tachia game it's like a weird uh it's like a like a cartoony style game yep. like a survival game like an island uh little devil inside which they had a whole state of play for that thing um at the end of 2021 and that game was supposed to come out in 2021 yep. they got delayed 2022 they did a whole like literally did a whole state of play built around it yep at the end of 2021 saying it coming out in 2022 just never came out. That's true. Uh, we haven't heard, we have not heard about that game in over a year, well over a year now. Uh, so you got to imagine that's coming soon. Uh, but I feel like that last day to play, like, cause like the stuff we'd seen before that from the world demo side looked awesome. And then we finally saw like kind of what the bones of that game is. Right. And I wonder if like, 
I felt like I think everybody was pretty down on the game after that full blown state of play. And maybe we're like, okay, maybe we gotta go back to the drawing board. I don't know. But uh, at that point, though, if that game's just like close to coming out, not a lot you can do. Um, Goodbye Volcano High was actually at the original PS5 event back in June 2020. Wait for nothing more updating about that. No. So there's been some updates, but it's um, a, one of like the lead writers on the game uh, got caught doing some. Uh, Let's just say awful, awful, like bottom of the line, shitty stuff. Oh wow! You can do out there, and they basically like had to like go go through and rewrite everything that he was directly involved with. Wow! So yeah, that that uh that game was supposed to come out in 2021. Um, I'm actually like I love kind of like I'm a sucker for like that style, that art design, and also like just the vibes of that music. Um, it gives me very much Life is Strange vibes. So we don't really, like, it was like a 30 second teaser, but I was like, I'm all in on that thing from what we saw. So hopefully that's coming. Uh, I mean, we, but we haven't seen any trailers. There's been like no real news on it. I'm sure if I go on the Twitter page for them, I can go look it up and like the, the different tweets. And that's kind of like, well, that's why I know that stuff. Cause it wasn't really obviously hugely covered. Cause it's a, it's a smaller indie game. Um, Stellar Blade, which is uh, one of the games that they showed off. Um, I think in 2021, it was like mm-hmm. called Project Eve, and then uh, last year at the June event, it was get, at the June state of play. Or was it June or September state of play? One of the state of plays. Uh, we finally got to see like gameplay of it. That game looks awesome. Actually, kind of gives me like everybody. Like, at first, people thought it was like a Parasite Eve game, and then everybody then we finally saw nope. gameplay and we thought it was a Platinum game. It's none of those things. Um, but I thought the game looked really amazing outside of the uncomfortable boob boob jiggle um stuff that was going on there that made me very <laughs> like. I'm like I really want to play this game, but I would like let me turn that off. Let me turn that off because I would like to like not feel weird playing that game. Um, so that's supposed to be coming sometime this year, and I'd like to play that game. Uh, Pragmata, which is a Capcom game that was shown off. At, I think the also the original. Oh jeez, um, yeah, the dinosaur game. Was, no, no, that's Exo Primal. That was next. Oh, that's Exo Primal. Yeah, okay. um, Pragmata is the Capcom. It's another uh, Capcom game. That's the one where like the guy was like in a spacesuit. And then, like, he shot through, like, the Earth, and, like, there was a glass, and then they landed on the moon. Um, yeah. Like, is this a, is it, it's is a weird-ass trailer. Game? Yeah. And people <laughs> thought it was a Kojima game, but it's not. Uh, it was supposed to come out in 2022, and they announced it in June, and then, like, November of 2020, they announced 20, they delayed it to 2023. So who knows what's going on in that game, but we have not seen anything else in that game um, in nearly two years. Um, Extra Primal, which you already talked about. Uh, I'm curious to play more, uh, see more of that game. I don't think the game's gonna be like good, or not. I should say, I think the game could be fine or good. Uh, I think it's gonna be so bad it's good. I hope that game looks like it could be kind of fun though. I I, I could see us having a good gamer night with that game. Um, Dude, it's like just raining dinosaurs everywhere. That looked amazing. <laughs> that blew me away. I want to play that game. Uh, I just don't want to pay for it. Like <laughs> put that on like place the PlayStation Plus thing. Um, Sin Duality, which is that weird mech like adventure game that was announced last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rise of Ronin. That's I believe Sega. No, that's Team Ninja making that. What's looks yep. like a uh, Ghost Tsushima style game, like a Ghost Tsushima Assassin's Creed game. And Turnites, which is that like Persona looking game that was announced last year as well. Uh, Horizon Burning Shore. That's just coming in April, so I imagine. If you're gonna talk about it, like at a, you know, if you want to give that like a spotlight, that'd probably be the best place to do it. And it's only DLC; it's not huge, but I mean that could be like your one more thing, and then also PC ports. Um, so I don't know. I mean that's kind of the shit like I could think of like the top of my head and like going back and like deep diving on some of these old state of plays. So 
I don't know. I mean, some of these, like, but we talk about these state of plays. Like, I keep, I'm able to keep my expectations typically in check with these things. Uh, and they do a good job of, like, parameters on it. Like, hey, this won't be here. This won't be here. We're only talking about this. And I stick to it, which I always appreciate. Like, don't let me. Cause it's like I always have with Nintendo. It's like, hey, we're only going to talk about the first half of this year. And then the very first trailer is Pikmin coming out the second half of the year. Uh, and they immediately lie. So um, I always like it when, like, hey, like, don't get too hyped. Um, and we're gonna, we're actually going to stick with what we say. Oh, I mean, give us. I mean, how how you feeling about you know possibly getting a state of play in the uh, next couple weeks? Oh, it's highly possible. I mean, let's look at it this way: whenever one big company goes through and does something, the other two tend to follow suit with some form of news. Not too long after, if not like sometimes a couple weeks after. Yeah. So the possibility of having like some sort of a small PlayStation state of play or whatever type of conference or something leading up to like say march or whatever i mean that wouldn't surprise me at all yeah um yeah i mean we usually have like a state of play in the beginning of the year and then usually one like almost one per quarter like three here like we usually have one first quarter you know in the middle there and then then we haven't had one yet have we nope last one we have september so usually we don't have one post you know by then you're just games are coming out we don't do state of plays but uh um yeah, I mean, so I can see that for like this, but that's for like what I was thinking. Showcase, like those are smaller indie games, and then like stuff that we know about and like double A games. Yeah. The showcase, I feel like if that's happening, here's what I have down: Spider Man Two, um, I think is like almost a must. Uh, Wolverine maybe, but I don't I don't think so because that's that's both those both are Insomniac games. Uh, a big push for Final Fantasy Sixteen because that's coming out in June. Uh, like, like you know, one more, like big, you know, like let's talk about it here. Give a big, one more big trailer. Maybe last of factions, um, possibly. Uh, and then I was like, that's kind of all we know about. Cause we're kind of like really at the, we're at the end of like that era of like, these are like the big PlayStation games talked about, you know, in 2020. Yes. You know, like here's the reason why to buy our console. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like you look at Xbox and it's like, all the games like I went back and I actually watched like the the big Xbox event we had uh, in 2020 from them. And it's like all, like only like Forza Horizon 5 and Halo have come out and everything else is we haven't seen. So yep. uh, it's pretty crazy like you know over two years in and it's like most of the shit they showed off we still haven't seen yet. Um, but I was like so I was like thinking okay what 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 do we got here? So I, I looked up all the PlayStation Studios. Now, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but we can go one by one. Okay. Team Asobi. Team Asobi. Uh, they're the, this is the, the one that does like the uh, Astro, Astro Player and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and everybody loved the the VR game, um, and that that the the uh, Astro's Playroom that was free to play with the game when, when with the console when you bought it was amazing, one of the best mm-hmm. games of the year uh, in 2020. Yes, it was. Um, I can, I mean, I think everybody assumes they're making a, a VR Astro's game. Um, it would be a safe bet to assume that yes, they would probably be making something for the PlayStation VR two, considering they have been predominantly not only just the launch of the PS4, but also for the launch of the PSVR. Then, of course, with uh, the PS5's launch, they've had like their, in my honest opinion, probably their best Mario-related game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and we don't really have anything for VR two after launch. Like, there's no real major hit, so. If you do one of those, maybe that's at the the the, the state of play thing. I don't know, but uh, I feel like that could be a good shot and like you know maybe a good boost for them. But 
like the game maybe should announce before the VR2 comes out, but I don't know. Uh, Bin Studio, the Dagon's people, they have not put a game out. That was April, I think, of 2019. It was early mm-hmm. 2019 that game came out. So it's been four years uh, since they put a game out. So who knows? Like, I feel like, I thought, like, yeah, it takes, you know, it takes a long time to put games out now. Now I know that, but like, for four years, like, maybe there's a, a finally something to show. And like, you know, there's been, I don't know if it's rumors or just people talking about it, but are they the Uncharted people? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, so, but I mean, we know the Days Gone 2 got canceled. That wasn't going to happen. But then it sounded like it never actually started. So it wasn't like no. they wasted two years working on it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious what, what they're doing. Blue Point, they did the Demon Souls remaster, remake. That was a launch game for, in 2020. There's been a lot mm-hmm. of talk about them doing the Metal Gear Solid thing. That's been like, but that's been rumored forever. Yeah, there's been a lot uh, of speculations of multiple projects that Blue Point could be potentially doing. Metal Gear Solid is just one of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, those yeah. are a big question I, mark. Last thing they, I think they were, they were, they said though was that they're working on their own stuff. So I don't know, but hmm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of holding. I hope it's the remake. Uh, Fire Sprite, which they may, mostly do. Um, I think like VR based games, mm-hmm. but are that they're more, they're mostly like like a support studio. Uh, they are rumored to be working on the uh, Twisted Metal game that's supposed to come out with the TV show okay. sometime this year. Um, so there's that. Uh, but I think a, the people that were making the people that did the Destruction All Stars game that came out at launch. Yes. Um, they were originally working on it, and then they got taken off of it, and Fire Sprite's working on it. But now that studio. Um, that was working on Destruction All Stars, and now working with Rare on Sea of Thieves. So, Interesting. Yeah, um, Gorilla. I mean, I don't think we're gonna see anything from them, obviously, because they just had a game come out and then DLC coming out. Housemark. Um, but I guess at that point it's been two years, so I don't think we'll see anything. And they just did the Returnal DLC. Yeah, it's too early for uh, Housemark. Last year. Yeah. Um, Insomniac, we already know kind of like their schedule. We already know their schedule. Oh, we already know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, we got. We already know their next two games. Uh, London Studios, they're mates. They're mo- they're usually like the VR team. Um, I don't. They haven't said it, what they're making yet. So maybe they're gonna do something there. Um, Media Molecule, like they're the that's the Dreams and Little Big Plan Studio. I don't know what the hell they do. <laughs> like, I I really I don't know how they. I, I don't know. I feel like Dreams. Dreams had to lose money. I don't know. Um, and we have not seen much of Dreams since that game launched. No. That game launched like three years ago? It was ambitious at best. And unfortunately, it did not do the sales of what it could have potentially have done. But at the same time, with some of those creation games, you know, it's either hit or miss. It could be like mm-hmm. something that incredibly like uh, captures the imagination of some people. Or it would just be the exact opposite to where barely anybody even tries it after launch and then only a few stay on and make some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like even I mean, Mario maker two was considered as a disappointment because it just not, did not really count. Even though it sold better than Mario maker one, mm-hmm. it just did not have the tail that Mario maker one didn't really capture the audience. Like, uh, the first right. one did, um, see here, uh, naughty dog. I mean, I think last of us factions, we already kind of know they're making we're in, or whatever they're going to call it. Um, I think that's the only the, the only thing I think they're going to make. Like uh, Neil Druckmann did an interview recently, talked about uh, that they the last few games they talked they made 
they kind of announced them too early and it kind of like kind of stressed out the studio and kind of, you know, expectations kind of blew up. I mean, obviously they lived up to them, but, uh, I feel like, you know, that expectation probably gets a little harder. Every, like it's a little harder to meet the match every time they kind of builds builds every time. And who the fuck knows what's going to happen with this last faction game. So, um, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I, I think we almost have to hear from at least see something from that game. The next time, uh, they do like a showcase. Um, we have some other studios here, like uh, Polyphony. They're the Grand Chisel guys. I don't think we're going to anything from them. Yeah. Uh, Nixus, which is a, the PC port studio. Mm. Um, Pixel Opus, Opus, which they did the Concrete Genie game. Um, That's a potential a small... VR game that could be announced. A VR game or, yeah, like a smaller, another smaller, like, double-A PlayStation game. Because uh, that game came out in 2019, I believe. Yes. So it's, it's been a long time since we've seen from them. San Diego Studios, uh, that's MLB. I always mix it up with Sucker Punch. I don't know why. Um, Sucker Punch is the other big one. San Diego Studios, not, that's God of War. We're not going to hear from them probably for a long time. Uh, Sucker Punch, uh, they're the Ghost Tsushima people. That's interesting. Possibly been, maybe hit some form of hints, but Ghost of Tsushima came out around 2020. July 2020, but then we did have the, the DLCs, the free um, update with like... Uh, um, the multiplayer stuff. They did do the DLC that came out mm-hmm. a year. Like, I want to say like sometime in early 20, like 2021 sometime. So yes, it's possible that maybe they're a ways off still, but maybe we get like a tease of what they're working on. But from the, we've already seen like, um, like job postings that they're working on the, like a, a multiplayer game. That's sounds like Ghost of Shima too. Yeah. So yeah. And then also the last one that's not in there, that's not like I, I just like just I'm looking at like the PlayStation website of all their studios. They have the Haven Studio, which is the Jade Raymond Studio. Um, but I don't think we're gonna see anything from that for them for a while because they literally just built that studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they just bought that studio like a a year year and a half ago, and they're literally hiring people at that point. So I think it's way too early. Off. Yeah, but. I, I, there, there seems like a decent amount there, and plus they can have like whatever third party stuff, third party deals they make. So they've done a, a good job of getting some third party people working with them. And maybe we see Final Fantasy VII Rebirth cables. Mm. I don't know. That's my that's my uh, get right <laughs> get ready get hype moment. All right, cables. But let's get into some. Uh, we got we got a lot of like uh, financial stuff here going on with. Uh, Bunch of bunch of uh, public companies here from video games. We got like Nintendo here. First off, uh, I was, we always go kind of deep dive on Nintendo stuff because they just give a lot more than everybody else. Right. Um, Switch has now officially sold 122.55 million units, making them the third highest selling of all time. They passed the 3DS, not 3DS. Uh, they passed the PS4, Game Boy, and PS4. Yeah, Game Boy and PS4 were the two. They they went from uh, six to third. Yep. Six to third. Yes. Um, I could do math. It's midnight here. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're not there, but they are like uh, the DS is at 154 and the PS2 was at 155. So they got a ways to go on that. Uh, it looks like uh, overall, like the Switch Lite sales have gone down quite a bit. They've gone down almost like um, double digit percent. Same with the uh, base Switch um, has, but the uh, Switch OLED has gone up like 9%. So Overall, Switch unit sales are down. Uh, they talked uh, a lot to the uh, shortages we've had uh, right. with semiconductor. Um, but so yeah, but I mean not. I mean I think it sold like 18 million units uh, so far this year. Or they're hope they're projecting only sell about 18 million units uh, for the full fiscal year, which 
year six of a console generation. That's really, really good. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, I do not. I mean, that's th- that's we're, we're thir- about thirty three million away from him uh, passing the the PS two. Uh, does not seem likely at that point. I mean, you gotta have. Well, you may say that, but at the same time, this is the same console that has been defying a lot of sales things, regardless to its entire life cycle. I mean, yeah, quite honestly, I, mean, I still kind of believe though that they will probably eventually do another price cut on that switch. Never, system. Well, not another. They never. They've they've never done a price cut. They've only increased the price. So, well, in some aspects, yes, but in regards to that. If this is before like a initial price cut upon it, I mean, I could potentially see them doing that this year if they, especially uh, since they've, they've increased just talked about a lot the, of they, works, you know, they just they just talked about there are no plans to uh, do. They just um, what's the name of the CEO of Nintendo? I forgot. I, I don't remember his name. I never can remember his name. Uh, but he just did an interview uh, and he talked about that there is no plan. Someone asked them directly, and right? So there's no plans of. A, I mean, they just raised the price of the the video game, so I doubt they're going to do a price cut. But I not. I don't think they're going to do it this year. But I can definitely see them, maybe, maybe towards the hall. I shouldn't say this year, but maybe towards the holidays, maybe next year sometime or like next fiscal year. Right. Like April twenty twenty four. Maybe then they do it. Okay, uh, but, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I just man, because like they're projecting. I, I think they're planning to hit around eighteen, nineteen million again next fiscal year, mm-hmm. which put them in like the low one forties. I I mean by then you let's fucking hope there's a there's a switch too or something, because uh, I can't imagine another going into um, April 2024 without any either substantial rumors or actual like we they, they've talked about it. Um, Furukara, thank you, Justin. Justin's uh, <laughs> in the chat. Um, I, yeah, I always forget his name. I could see like a picture of the fucker, uh, but I just can't but I can't remember his name. Um, but um. Yeah, so I I, I, don't, I don't think it's impossible, but I don't think it's likely at this point because, uh, I mean, they'd have to have really great back to, like, really just two more fantastic years. Um, if they do get it, I think it'd be, like, a, with a whimper where, like, they're selling, like, a couple million here and there in, like, the last few years, and they just kind of keep a tail going. Maybe if they actually do, like, it's, like, a Switch 2 upgrade thing where, you know, they're cross-platform in a way i could maybe i could see it there but if it's a, it's a typical nintendo where it's a clean cut like they don't they're not like xbox and playstation where we, we support two more years typically they come out maybe the launch zelda game gets goes on both but typically we're cutting you off and you got if you want the new hotness you got to buy the new hotness so um i don't know it's not impo- i don't think it's impossible but i, I think it's unlikely um, but i think i'll get there but they are at 994 million units sold for the uh, uh, overall unit, or not units sold, but copies sold of games uh, for the for the Switch. Uh, they are already they've been in second for a long time. It's actually a huge gap between like third and like the previous second and first. Uh, PS2 as a is at 1.5 billion. Uh, so Switch will is probably already at a billion at this point because this is all based off of December 31st. Um, okay. But I don't think they're gonna hit that either. But it's not impossible because that includes games that sell for like a dollar. So, I mean, if you, you, you sell a bunch of those, it's not impossible to think that they might hit that. But uh, yeah, I mean, because what that's that's like 506 million more to go. I don't know if that's impo- that's impossible. But some other fun stuff here: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in six weeks sold 20.61 million units. Um, 
they're already in the top 10 uh, best-selling Switch games. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Splatoon 3 is at 10.13 million units sold. Okay. Switchboards, you pieces of shit, 8.61 million. <laughs> uh, and Kirby actually sold another million units uh, in Q and Q. Uh, well, Q4 for 2022 for us, Q3 for them, uh, for fiscal. Uh, 3.4 million units overall. Uh, some other stuff here. Beta 3 um, has sold uh, 1.04 million units uh, in the first in the first two months out. Uh, it's outsold, uh, or it's, it's sold about what the Bayonetta bundle has done overall. Uh, but I don't think it, it sounds like it's a little lower than they anticipated. Um, but um, actually Breath of the Wild outsold Bayonetta 3 uh, in the uh, last quarter. Then uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that's impressive or if that's bad. I'm not sure. I don't really know what that's that what that what that says. Um, some other stuff here. Xenoblade Three is selling slower than Xenoblade Two at this point. Uh, it has already outsold the the original Xenoblade game. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the which I think was just a remaster, right, Gables? Yeah. Well, yeah. The original Xenoblade, the Definitive Edition, was a remaster of the was it a Wii, Wii. Yeah, the Wii original and also 3DS port. Oh, okay. I didn't realize the 3DS port too. Okay. But um, yeah, so it's already outsold Xenoblade, uh, the remaster, but it is um, behind. It's selling slower than Xenoblade 2. Um, it sounds like they're expecting a longer tail for that game because of the mm-hmm. DLCs. Uh, but who knows? Um, so but one, let's talk about the overall top 10 selling games for the Switch. Um, okay. Number 10, Gables. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, 15.07 million. Yeah. Um, Ring Fit Adventure, 15.22 million. Yeah. I'm still blown away by that because that game was like actually selling completely like poorly. Uh, and then like because it came out like I think like last like it was like sp- spring summer 2019. Yep. And then COVID hit and people were like remember people were like selling that game like used mm-hmm. or selling it for like $200 on eBay. Yes, they were. Um, so I mean that game blew up um, because of COVID. Uh, Super Mario Party, 18.79 million. Uh, units sold. Uh, I wonder how the other one, the, the the other Mario Party game is doing. I, I didn't see any updates on that one. Oh, Mario Party Superstars. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, though, already at, what, 10, 9, 8, 7. Overall, 20, 20.61 million units. Wow. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, 25.12 million units. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, 25.68. Still, overall, the best-selling Pokemon games ever, uh, but... I imagine Scarlet and Violet at the pay. I mean, at at this pace, we'll probably beat it fairly comfortably. Yeah. Um, Wait for the next expansion or some or two. Yeah. Come out for that damn thing, and then like all of a sudden it'll just be the best selling. Yeah, and there's been some rumors that there's gonna be a four uh, part DLC for that game uh, hmm. for Scarlet and Violet. That's kind of what I'm hearing out in the in the uh, in the wild. Uh, speaking of the wild, uh, Breath of the Wild, 29 million units sold. I wonder if that include that only includes the Switch version. I wonder how well that game sold on the Wii U, because that sold like over a million at like launch on the Wii U. So I'd like to see the overall numbers for that thing. Right, right. Because remember there was that joke for a while because the the uh, Breath of the Wild had out had sold more copies than the Switch had sold units for a long time. Um, I like I like to see where it is now. Obviously, I'm sure the Switch has surpassed it, but I think it's still funny. Uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, at number three here. Mm-hmm. 30.44 million units sold. Animal Crossing New Horizons, 41.59 million units sold. Yep. Mario Kart 8, 52 million units sold. Uh, but I found out recently, I talked about this, 
And it kind of grinds, grinds my gears when I do this. That includes the uh, the bundle where they give you a free copy of Mario Kart 8 with mm. my Switch. And I do, they've been doing it for like, I think like every holiday since the Switch has been out. Um, I want to I know what the sales are. Subtract, subtract that. Come on, that doesn't count. It's like when you hear people say, ooh, well, Super, Super Mario Brothers is the best-selling game of all time. No, it fucking ain't. It's a free goddamn packet. It's like, oh, well, Wii Sports <laughs> sold over 100 million. No, no, it goddamn didn't. Didn't sell anything. It's, it's, it's like when the Game Boy Game of Color being one console. It's not fucking one console. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It just, it's, it's, yeah. I, of all the pet peeves, that's one of them. <laughs> I don't know why. I should probably care about real things, but this is what bothers me. This is just to keep me up at night. Uh, uh, anything like, kind of like shocking you with that with this stuff, Gables, though? In terms of shocking, I mean, the first, you know, the top five really doesn't surprise me in all in regards to the sales numbers and stuff. We kind of expected Mario Kart 8 to be the number one and Animal Crossing to be the number two. Those have sold extremely well during their releases. Constant content being put out now for Mario Kart 8, especially with the Wave stuff. I mean, come on. If you get the expansion stuff, you get the free, like, pass or pay 25 and get all these waves of friggin' tracks including the newest like uh, track that they just unveiled in terms of Yoshi yoshi's island, island. that looks so fucking cool i mean yeah. i like that yoshi's island one but uh in regards to that i mean the fact that scarlet and violet are inside that top 10 already i mean i mean granted there are elements of it i'm not too surprised about because brand new pokemon game even despite the flaws that it had at launch it's still one of the best selling games of the year last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, pretty incredible. Um, but also, uh, they announced that um, in Japan, all Nintendo employees will get a 10% raise. So, hey, there you go. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Even despite, you know, numbers being down. Meanwhile, every company here is laying off thousands of employees. Um, but, um, well, Justin just sent me a thing here. Now he's going to argue with me. Uh-oh. Justin says, I think Wii Sports is even more impressive than selling that many copies. It sold that many systems. They have it all wrong, I tell you. Same with Mario Brothers. Justin, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Piece of shit. I hate you. Uh, I understand your argument, but you're still wrong. Uh, you know what sold the NES? It wasn't Super, Super Mario Brothers. It was Friday the 13th. My first game I ever played. Moving on. I don't like your silence right now, Gables. I don't like your silence at all. <laughs> bothering me i feel like you're judging me and i don't like it um also kid icarus that's what sold the nes that's what saved video games um moving on square enix quarters we got not a lot here uh i most mostly just want to make fun of them uh sales down seven percent overall in 2022 uh in 2022 gables you want uh take a guess how many how many games do you think they released Okay, what are we talking about now? Square Enix. How many games they released? In 2022. In 2022. Oh, God, that's a tough one. There's like a, maybe a couple that I can think about. Uh-huh. Take a shot. Take a, wild, take a wild guess. Five. 35. 35. Okay, so I was way off. <laughs> yeah, we would regularly make fun of them for putting out like seven games in one month. Um, Gables, I, I'm telling you telling you i tried to find a list that would include all of the games yeah. and i just can't find them all but i i, I went the metacritic and they did a decent job of finding uh a, a good chunk of them so here's the, just a good chunk because the 35 games includes ports oh wow okay. um 
So this was impressive. Overall, sales were down mm-hmm. compared to 2021. Uh, but they released 35 games. Here's some of the games they released. Circuit Superstars. Okay. Life is Strange Before the Storm Remastered. Okay. Um, and that came to everything. Uh, Dying Light 2. Um, okay. Which seems like it did pretty good overall. Um, what else we got here? Uh, King... What the fuck? Kingdom Hearts Int- Integrum Masterpiece for Cloud? Is that the music one? Um, I'm not sure about that one, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Uh, we have the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 stuff that came to Switch Cloud. Uh, Voice of Cards. Don't even know what that is. Uh, we had all the we had all the, like Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Uh, Hitman Sniper came to iOS. Babylon's Fall, Gables. Rest yep. in peace. You wonder what that game is. Uh, uh, Metacritic score is. I want to guess a 35. 1.4. One point. Uh, yeah. So uh, and that game is uh, dead at the end of the month. So not doing great. Uh, Triangle Strategy. Hey, nice turnaround. Yeah. Uh, Chocobo <laughs> GP. Uh, oh yeah. One of my favorite games of the year. Uh, Strangers of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, Chrono Cross. The Radical Dreamers. Mm-hmm. Um, some some good stuff in here. Uh, but you, you know, Echo of Mana. Uh, it's an iOS game. The Sentinel Case, which actually is a 77, but I don't know what that game is. Um, Dragon Quest Builders came to iOS. Mm-hmm. Outriders uh, World Slayer. Um, that was the expansion for Outliers yep. or Outlanders. Out, ugh, God damn it. Outriders. I can Outriders, talk. Yeah. Power Wash Simulator. Actually, uh, that was, yep. they published that game. Um, people that may not know that. Um, Live Alive. Yep. Really good game for a lot of people. Um, there's an Octopath Traveler iOS game. A uh, various day life. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That was one of the 19 like weird farming simulator games they announced at that weird Nintendo Direct that we'll never talk about again. Uh, Dio Field Chronicles. Um, yep. Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection. I don't know what the difference is between. Oh, this is a Switch one. Okay. Uh, Valkyrie Asylum. Um, Elysium. Okay. Elysium. Whatever. Um, same thing. No one cares. Um, they did the the Nero Automata uh, port to the Switch. Yep. Um, Star Ocean Divine Force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harvestella. That game was so bad that they didn't send out um, review copies to uh, journalists until the Monday. The game came out on a Friday. They didn't send the codes out until the following Monday. Um, so that should tell you about that game. Tactor Ogre. Tactor. Yeah. Tactics Ogre. Ogre Reborn. I am very tired. I apologize. Um, Let's see here. Front Mission First Remake. Romancing Saga. Minstrel Song Remastered. Dragon okay. Quest Treasures. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Force, okay. oh, that, we're on the 2023. I have to force Spoken. Uh, but not a, banger, <laughs> not a banger year for, for games for them. Uh, and I think part of the reason why, you look at 2021, they, re, they, they released Final Fantasy XIV in Walker. That game was so popular. They literally had to stop selling it because they couldn't. They could not keep making. They could not. The game couldn't run anymore because they were so overwhelmed. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, yep, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, came to PS5 and PC, and also we had the expansion mm-hmm. this for that as well. Uh, so yeah, I don't know a lot to add on that. I just that was uh, when I saw the 35 games were released, I had to go find out. Uh, and that's some of the shit I could find. Uh, some other stuff here. Uh, PlayStation uh, announced uh, PS5 has sold 32 million units overall. Um, Sold 7.1 million in the last quarter, uh, which was double what they did in the previous year. So they've talked, they did talk about like kind of like the it's pretty, it's been that way for a little while now, but it's kind of like if you want a PS5, 
you might have to work a little bit, but overall it's not, you could, you could, you can get one. If you, if you do, if you just do a little bit of work, you can, you could find one now. And then people are saying they've been seeing them in the stores, you know, a couple in the store here. And I know you said you found some, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Honestly, what's kind of funny about that is I found PS5s, the, the God of War edition, God of War Ragnarok edition and stuff in stock like a couple weeks ago. Going, went into Walmart yesterday. Those are sold out, and there's a whole bunch of freaking, a whole freaking bunch of like console packages of like the PS4 with Modern Warfare too. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. I think they had like they had a bunch of like unsold PS4s because they stopped making them. They they made like a bunch um, at the beginning of the year because they couldn't at the beginning of last year because people couldn't people were trying to buy consoles still because uh, yep, but they couldn't get a PS5. So uh, it sounds like they like redid those ones and they just did a bundle with uh, um, Call of Duty. So. Um, very weird though. Overall, though, first-party games sold 20 million uh, copies for them. Uh, they also announced that God of War Ragnarok uh, has sold 11 million copies in the first couple, in the first seven weeks yep. uh, out. So really good for them. Uh, take two. Some of the stuff here. Uh, typically, we don't talk about them, but there's a pretty interesting uh, quarter they talked about here. So uh, talking about biggest releases for the quarter included uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, PGA Tour 2K23, New Tales of the Borderland. Uh, none of which uh, received uh, hit the sales numbers that they were hoping for, um, but they did talk about like Midnight Sun was actually was not a huge uh, success for them, but they did mention that like coming out in early December probably a bad time, right. um, but also they, they like I don't know like Tales of the Borderland like they announced that game like they finally put a release date out for that game like six weeks before the game came out. Um, PGA Tour I don't even think most people even know that game exists. So not too shocking that those games did not do sell super well. Uh, NBA 2K23 uh, sold 8 million units in the first uh, quarter it was out, which was actually 3 million units more than the previous year. So good bump for them. Uh, so the Kind of the main thing here, GTA 5 has, has now sold over 175 million copies. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 sold actually 4 million units last quarter um, and now has broken the 50 million unit mark. So wow. it's funny because like, I feel like a lot of people, like, we talk about, like, kind of Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of, I don't want to say a disappointment, but did not, like, it hasn't had that tale that, like, it wasn't, like, in the the big talk about, wasn't, like, kind of, we weren't really talking about until that game came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard, you know, come off GTA 5 to kind of have, to put another one of those out, uh, especially. And also, you know, kind of Rockstar didn't do a good job in terms of maintaining the online portion of Red Dead Online 2. I yeah. mean, that's partially to blame to it as well. Yeah, I mean, they, they pretty much already stopped sport on that one and went back to GTA Five. So, and I think that I think mm-hmm. that kind of game is also it's a, it's a it's a I mean, it sold fifty million units, so I don't want to say it's a niche audience, but it's a much more niche audience than GTA Five is. So, um, but some of the stuff out here. So I don't Zelnick is the is the last name of the CEO of Take Two, uh, but they talk about like, overall numbers were down for them, uh, and they're actually uh, going to look like they're going to take a loss in this quarter in the quarter. Um, when they, but this is, I thought this is kind of interesting. What we said here because we don't typically don't we don't see this uh, from a CEO. Uh, when the results are poor, I take personal responsibility for them. Our teams are delivering and over delivering. They're delivering hits. That's uh, what they're supposed to do. I couldn't be more proud of them personally. I have to uh, work. I have work to do to make sure we run this business efficiently and that we deliver results over time. And that's what I aim to do, which is really cool. Um, I, you know, typically we don't see that. You know, with like when he's like, "Hey, no, I fucked up," um, but they're gonna try. They're gonna cut. They're gonna try to cut about 150 million uh, dollars. 150 million dollars in cost. Uh, he will not be taking a pay cut though, uh, but layoffs are possible. So 
it's his fault. Okay. That they're not meeting the demand. People are because all these games come out, they reviewed really well, and they typically, you know, these games sell extremely well. Uh, but mm-hmm. he took personal personal blame for it. But you know, hey, uh, I'm not I'm not taking a pay cut. You got you know, like we will lay you off. Um, I always think that's interesting. But I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Iwata remains the goat though of uh, big CEOs of companies. Um, but uh, some other stuff here. Uh, let's get some other news, Gables. Um, what's the time code here? Sorry, I'm trying to do 15 things at once. All right, Gables. Uh, yeah. You might know this game. Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. Okay, Is Genealogy of the Nintendo Holy Nintendo War. Fire Emblem game that only came in Japan. Okay, I may know like a little bit about it, but I'm not like entirely educated about it. All I know is that it was in Japan only. Super Famicom. It was on the Super Famicom. I think well, this one had to do with one of the first games. No, probably one of the main games and stuff for uh, Marth, I have to say. But as far as like the receptions and everything else goes, I mean, I don't know much of anything about it, unfortunately. I mean, there's some Fire Emblem games I know like some about, some I know a lot about. But uh, it wasn't until like... Uh, Fire Emblem really became popular inside the U.S. with the release of uh, not just with Smash Bros. Melee, but like also in terms of Path of Radiance. Yeah, I mean, I know a little bit about that, but it's sort of the genealogy war and stuff. All I know is, is that it was a Super Famicom game that did well in Japan, but I do know it was centered around Mars, but everything else, I'm not too sure of. Okay, well, you might know more because they're doing a full-blown remake for that game. It's supposed to come out sometime next year. Interesting. Yes, so... Uh, that's interesting yeah. uh, well hmm. um also some other stuff here uh playstation uh might have leaked that they bought ballistic studios um you may not know what that studio is i didn't know what that studio was either uh but there was a job posting uh for playstation and they and they mentioned like uh you're gonna work with our studios and in all a bunch of their studios ballistic studios was mentioned there i google searched them there was a, a news report uh article from last year that they're working with PlayStation to put out like a triple A game for them. Um, and some of the stuff that we, we understand here is that uh, they're working on a single player narrative uh, game for a triple A single player narrative game for PS5 codenamed project Bates. This team is mostly uh, deprived of super massive games. People. So like the untell Dawn devs. So mm, this has me excited because uh, I am a huge fan of super massive games. I'm literally playing, finally playing, just got around to playing uh, devil in me this week. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, it's kind of, it's funny cause they like, they accidentally leaked that they bought blue point last or two years ago. And then now they're mm-hmm. might've leaked that they bought ballistic studios. Um, also last thing here, uh, last case of, uh, Benedict Fox, which is like a really cool, like side scroller game, uh, that was announced at the, uh, summer game fest Xbox showcase, uh, last year. It's coming to game Pass day one. It's coming on April, uh, April 27th. So not too far out. Okay. So, that was one of like the 35 games I talked about that were coming in the next 12 months uh, last June. So yeah, it's pretty exciting there. So, uh, but that's pretty much it for, for news this week. Gables, let's what's uh jumping away playing. It's okay. If I go first, buddy. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. All right, cool. Let me just do a time code here. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Um, I played five games this week, but I'm going to run through some of these, uh, devil and me playing that one, liking it a lot. Uh, I'll talk about more probably next week. Cause I'm going to try to beat it. Cause I'm, I'm, they're not very long games. Um, I beat in one sitting this morning Super Mario Land 2 from Game Boy. Uh, I talked about it uh, during the uh, Nintendo Direct podcast that like 
I love that mm-hmm. game growing up, but I, not, I, could, I could never beat it. I always get to like the last level with, with Wario, and I could just never beat that last castle. Um, ended up uh, beating that game. Uh, it's just like funny. It took me like an hour and a half. I beat the game. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a particularly long game, no. but what does take long is uh, is getting through certain portions of the last level. Yeah, that last level is uh, a bitch. Luckily, Gable's um, safe states are a thing because <laughs> uh, and the rewind <laughs> the rewind function because uh, made it a lot easier. Uh, but it was cool. Like I'm, I'm talking about, like I, I love that game growing up, but I like. I, I beat all those bosses a million times. I could just never beat the final boss. Um, so it was kind of cool. Like there was like a monkey off my back. Um, what else did I play? Metroid Prime. I played a few hours. And I bought the remaster. Uh, Gables. I'm not trying to talk shit about this game. I just don't think it's for me. I just don't think oh, I like really? Metroid games. Yeah, I, I got very frustrated multiple times. Uh, just to like, because uh, you know, I don't. I feel like a, I waste a lot of time. Just like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? Because I don't like to look up walkthroughs. Um, okay. And I finally broke down, and like, I'm like oh, I'm just like backtrack all the way to the very beginning, like because I was in the the like the ice area of the game. Mm-hmm. I've, yep. I've been through like the the jungle area, the fire area. Now I'm in like the ice area. Um, okay. And I did a bunch of shit there, and then I'm like, I don't know where to go from here. And like, I, there was like a door over here that I couldn't get to. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to get there? I'm like, am I even supposed to go there? I don't know. And then I finally looked up a walkthrough. And I looked up a YouTube video. So let's go all the way back to the very beginning where you land your spaceship. And there's a door you can finally get into now. Uh, and then that door is like some space boots that like allow you to double jump. And I'm like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? <laughs> like, this is why I didn't beat that game back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I got very mad and I rage quitted. So I'm probably going to go back. Uh, but I had to just kind of... What sucks is like more so than anything mm-hmm. is like... It's just a bitch to get back there because like... You know, everything, every time you leave the room, you know, all the enemies and everything resets. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's like, I'm going to have to go all the way to the other side of the map to go there, get that one thing, and then go all the way fucking back and do this fight all over again. And it, it's probably like 20 minutes of doing this shit, but it's like, oh, I just want to do that's it. That's kind of like, interesting, super... though, because I know, yeah. I know for some points and stuff, they'll give you a little bit of like uh, pops on your map or somewhere you need to go to in order to try to find certain things. But in terms of backtracking inside of that game, I'm trying to remember. It's been such a long time since I've played it and stuff. But uh, so you're at the ice level. You're probably we're pretty close to that boss called Shigoth or something like that over there. I beat the the one where you got like blow. You got like the the, the plant one. I beat that one. Okay, the plant with the flagra or whatever the yeah. hell it's called. Yeah, I just got the boost ball. Okay, the boost so, ball. Okay. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, in regards to backtracking and stuff like that, sometimes it's not going to be as remotely obvious, but at the same point, it highly encourages you to scan everything in that regards. Oh, I've been scanning shit, but that doesn't help me. No, no, I'd no. Say, no. Yeah, go here now. There, no, there's some that could be completely <laughs> worthless, but there's going to be quite a few that will help you out in that regards. But uh, yeah. in regards to the whole going back and forth between that ice world and stuff and the beginning of the game and stuff like that, I mean, what was it that you that you needed in order to get past that door to begin with. I need like the space boot things that like helped you like, that, like you can do like, like almost like a double jump thing where you can, like you kind of like float. You could, so you can do longer jumps. Okay. So you, to a platform so I can jump over to get to it. So what I'm trying to understand is, is like uh, at the beginning of the game, you couldn't go through this specific door that has those boots probably because you didn't. I don't believe so. Cause no, you can't. Cause you have to like go through the fire area to get to this, this like this, like, area that's higher yep. up that you can't jump up to so then you got to go through that mm-hmm. door 
and then you can jump over to these platforms to get to that door. Yep. Okay. But there's no way to get there from like the spaceship itself. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So they have to go through all the platforming, yeah. the fire stuff, like the magmore yeah. kind of caverns. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Like I've I've gone like 15 minutes this direction when I could have just went five minutes that way initially. And just fucking got it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm cool trying to understand like a little I, bit I don't, so I what don't... you're saying and stuff like that. And that yeah. kind of gets me into a better perspective of it <laughs> when eventually yeah. I do go through and play this right. game. I, I'll I... see what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of the things where I feel like I don't like my time being wasted, you know? Um, and uh, I shouldn't say wasted. But it's like when I'm, try, you know, when I'm trying to play a game, I don't want to like – I understand when you die, you got to repeat shit. Uh -huh. and that's fine. I get that. But I just hate it when it's like, all right, cool. We're not going to tell you where to go. You just got to figure it out. Um, but, you know, I spent like an hour just like – walking around trying to figure this shit out and then i'm like oh i go fucking i don't know it just kind of it just kind of irritated me i had a rage quit um but i don't know if i'm done done but I, I had to walk away for a little bit um next up gables i play i finally played for spoken okay i played about six hours okay. of it and i went in and i was like i'm gonna you know like i know the reviews are bad but i was like i'm just kind of like the the way the internet was talking about this game was just kind of like kind of irritating me a little bit because like Everybody went nuts over that, like, there was that trailer, like a 30-second trailer that just ripped on the dialogue of that mm -hmm. game back in, like, June or it was over the summer sometime. And I'm like, I watched the trailer, and I'm like, this is before I even heard it. I just watched the trailer, yep. and I'm like, well, whatever. They didn't really stand out negative or, like, overly negative or, like, overly positive. I was like, okay, whatever. But then I saw, like, the discourse online about it. I'm like, I feel like we're overreacting. And I, the, the internet has had a hard on from this game to this. I want, they've been wanting to shit on this game forever. Um, and then the reviews came out and I was like, all right, cool. Like we could finally, yep. uh, explode. We can let loose because the reviews are exactly what we wanted this to be. We can make fun of it. Uh, so I put about six hours into it mm -hmm. and, um, it's not a good game. Okay. I will admit that. Like, I am not going to defend it on like, all right, there are there's a reason why it's like I think a seventy or a sixty nine or something like that. It's in the game. middle of the road. Yeah, it's not a terrible game. It's not a great game either. Uh, but it is there is some cool shit in here, but they make it so fucking hard to like let you enjoy the cool things. Like the mm -hmm. first, like it takes like three hours to finally get going. Like to literally finally get into the open world section of the game, and then wow. you do one mission. I, I spent like like probably forty five minutes just fucking around in the open world, and then I went and did the mission. And then I went and then like timing right back up into more story shit. That was like now you're like containing this little this little bubble here. And then I spent like another hour plus doing that. And then it took me right. Then I was finally able to be free again. Um, it, it's it's a it's a map game, but it doesn't. It's not like a bloated map game like Assassin's Creed stuff like that. Like that's what kind of what I was reading about it, and that's kind of the hope I had for it. Is like I like a good map game, and it all depends on the loop. It's all it's like every map game is based off how good the combat can be. And in the loop of that game. And, you know, like Goshima or, you know, Assassin's Creed or any, like, Watch Dogs, right. shit like that. Like, it's all based on how, how much are you that are Fallout 4. Like, you know, I didn't like that loop of the game. People spend thousands of hours because they love the loop of that game so much. Um, and the loop doesn't seem awful, but it has like, the weird orb thing. Like, you know, like, I remember Crackdown had the orbs. They would use the yep. power up. They're just everywhere. And my problem is, um, it's kind of like like the Lego games. Like I like those games, but they gave me really bad anxiety because I have to like impulsively like OCD get all of them, and they're just everywhere in this fucking map. So that's a problem. Oh boy. But I can get around that. I, I've played other games. I can get past it. That's fine. Uh, I just kind of collect them all. Um, 
but like the combat is, is is pretty good, and I actually kind of like um, Frey in the cuff a little like. Definitely, some of the dialogue is kind of weird. It's like it was a weird game where like a lot of serious shit is happening, but like they're not taking it. She's not taking it seriously, mm-hmm. but also there's moments where like something serious happens, and then like there's a serious cutscene, and then like 10, 15 minutes later, we're just like cracking jokes again. And I know like the video game, whatever, but it's like it's kind of weird. We're like we're off on this vendetta. Like you're trying to get revenge. Like Myers Brothers, I guess if you give a fuck. Like, there's this kid you meet early in the game, in the world, and, like, she helps, like, a little, like, a child, like, six, seven-year-old child, and she helps you out, and you kind of, like, befriend her, and then you get, like, you fight the first boss fight, and then the boss fight, she kills that kid, mm-hmm. and then the boss gets away, and then, like, the first, like, main mission is, like, I want, you're going to go there and meet her, and then you're going to go kill her, and there's this whole serious cutscene where, like, she's, like, all she doesn't, she doesn't give a shit about, you know, saving the king, like, this, this world, she just wants to get back to New York. And I'm like, okay. And then finally, this is like, okay, I want to get revenge. I want to kill these fuckers. I want, you know, I want to, you know, uh, get revenge for for this girl. And I'm like, okay, I can see now why. All right, makes sense. Easy. It's an easy thing to do, but I get mm-hmm. it. I'm on board with that. Killing kids, never good. I want revenge too. And then like just ten minutes later, we're just cracking wise about shit. And I was like, or like you're fi- like one point you're fighting a dragon, and it's like it's a pretty crazy moment where you're just a person in new york a homeless person in new york and all of a sudden you're fighting this dragon uh and like you're just like goofing around about it like cracking jokes I'm like this is really weird uh, it's almost i don't know it's like i don't know if they know the tone of this game it sounds and, like they're pretty tone deaf yeah where it's like they want to make they want to be quippy but it doesn't really match like th- what the game is you know um and i was reading about the game and I, I'm not gonna be like the guy that like always says this, but I feel like in this situation, it it's a decent argument to make in this case. Um, so you play as like a 20 year old uh, black girl from New York. Mm-hmm. The writing staff in this game had zero women, zero black people, zero people that were like younger people, and zero people from New York. So it's like nobody knows. Anything that can meet the culture, because like I was definitely felt like in the way that like she was talking, Frey would talk. I was like, like I don't, not, I'm not gonna say like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 30, almost 34 years old. I am not a hip guy whatsoever, but I work with a lot of younger people. I talk to a lot of younger people. I go, I'm online. I have a decent idea how they talk. They don't sound anything like this, uh, the way they talk. And so I, I feel like th- in this case, n- is a decent argument for maybe that's part of the problem. It's like this. It almost it's like almost like they had like a bunch of middle aged people try to like make a character that talks what they think a twenty year old talks like. Right. Um, right. Because there's like a whole situation where like in the beginning of the game, like you're just some poor kid, like literally you're 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 orphaned as a child. You live like in like an apartment, an abandoned apartment complex where you have to like sneak into a window, and literally she has a like a mattress on the floor. There's no box spring anything like that. No TV. No nothing. She has nothing. She has a cat. Uh, but she has a, a collection of shoes and she's, she talks, she just keeps talking about her kicks all the time. Uh, it's it just very weird the way this whole thing went down. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I, I, I try to give it my, I get my best. I, I did my best to give it like a real shot. And I just think I'm done. Um, <clears throat> after I, like I said, I give it all six hours. Um, uh, but 
last up, I played Hi-Fi Rush. I beat Hi-Fi Rush, Gables. Okay. Um, this game is fucking fantastic. I understand why. Everybody's talking about this early game of the year contender. Obviously, it's it's you know it's February twelfth, uh, in in my time here, uh, but um, yeah, I I just love the this everything matched here. I keep real people comparing like, oh, why does people like you know because like kind of like the way the character talks and the quippiness of the characters, um, in Forspoken. People are comparing Forspoken and Hi-Fi Rush, but it's like. Well, Hi-Fi Rush is like a goofy game. Mm-hmm. You know, this game is overall, it's just goofy. Um, it knows it's goofy too. <laughs> yeah, and that, like it, it fits for what this game is. Um, so yeah, I, my fucking OBS is fucking up now. Um, I'm going to have to, not going to be able to hear you for a minute, Gables, while, while I fix it. So give me one second. Um, but, you know, it's it's that, it's the, this has worked out great that this game, uh, shadow dropping so like because it's definitely like one of those things where i feel like almost could be like i don't want to say force spoken itself because this game is actually like fantastic where force spoken is just not um but i this game could have definitely been like kind of we could have ran this game to the ground very easily and they can hear you now okay um but um i just the way this game works out with, with the whole like me being very much tone deaf i have zero rhythm i've tried playing these rhythm games in the past i just can't do them because I just cannot stick to the beat. I don't understand the beat. I'll use the metronome. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. Um, it's like a it's like a vagina. It makes zero sense. Okay. Um, I've spent many of hours trying to figure it out. I don't get it. Um, and I never will. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I just really I burned myself on that one really badly. Uh, but um, uh... I I like I love the way the story is. I love the like the characters are fantastic. Uh, they all like. I I, I want to spend more time with them. I almost wish like because you can go back after every level. You go back to like a hub, like they're like the hideout, and you talk. You can like have like optional conversations with them. And I just want to. I wish there was more, like with uh, you know, we have Chai as your main character. Um, mm-hmm. but oh, I forgot the girl's name. I forgot. I'm not now. The Corsica, um, uh, who you who you add into the into the game later on as as a character with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, oh, I wish she was real because I would definitely want to marry her. Um. Do I like anime, girls' cables? I don't know. You tell me. About myself. That comes between Corsica and Hi-Fi Rush this week, and then what's the girl I was really into from Fire Emblem? Oh, that was Camilla. Camilla, yeah, Camilla, yeah. Uh, uh-uh, Tyler's trying to get waifus. Woo, man. <laughs> um, next, this time next year I'm gonna have a husbandos too. Um. But um, yeah. Uh, one second here. Uh, I I just love how like I love the way that like everything just fits. Um, with the characters, the story, the goofiness of it. I look like it's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like I talked about last week, but like the amount of times Chai just lands on his fucking face is absolutely hilarious to me. Like all of it, it's like Looney Tunes kind of goofy, but it just hits. Uh, and like his quips, the way everybody like makes fun of him, the way he like accidentally makes fun of himself, all of it is just uh awesome the music is fucking amazing justin also loves your freddie mercury shirt by the way oh. i just want to point that out uh <laughs> i give him props before the show as well it's, it's a fantastic shirt if you're an audio listener i apologize gables is wearing a charlie brown freddie mercury shirt and it is uh s tier t-shirt um but um yeah like i like i said like the 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 comedy of it 
the music is fucking awesome. And like, sometimes like I was a little worried because like some of these levels are pretty long, mm-hmm. and every every level has like two songs typically in it, but like a level can be anywhere from like forty minutes to like an hour. And it's like, but it's kind of so it's kind of like playing like a kind of a beat over and over again. Yes. Obviously, kind of like it's important to know the beats for the fights. But I never got sick of it. But the, some of the best parts of this game is like, it took me about ten hours to beat. Is the game just built and builds and builds? Like the boss fights get bigger and better. They change it up. They add like a parry system in it, which got really tough for me because like that one you need to be able to hit the beat because like you'll like you'll be like standing apart from each other and like it'll like kind of give you like a, like it'll do like. It'll like do like a little thing above it, there like the enemy's head to the beat, where it's like, all right, dodge, 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 do like a spin thing, dodge or like counterattack, <laughs> dodge. Like it'll do it. So like, and it was hard. Like I've died many times, uh, you know, in these fights. And like, the, the the checkpointing obviously is is really nice, and that's that's great too. But like I struggle in some of these these fights, and some of these boss fights are incredible. Like one of them is actually just like it is all parries because you're not trying to kill the person, you're just trying to like because you you want to take out like, you want to take out like the eight big bads. Mm-hmm. And um, well, one of them is actually a fight where like you want to like you want you're trying to like convince the person to help you out. Like they're a good person, they don't know what's going on, and they're trying to like you, like I don't want to fight you, I want to help you. And it's a really funny part where like um, where like you finally like convince her to like come work with you, but then you gotta just make one more smart out smart ass comment, and it just pisses her off. You're like, oh my god, I finally fucking beat her. Like I beat her with like just like a little bit of health, and. Like thank God, and then Chai makes a smart ass comment. Uh, comment that just pisses her off, and it just it gets to another phase of the boss fight. And I'm like, okay, and like it's like Chai, you fucking like you idiot. Why would you say that? And he's like, what did I say? Like he doesn't like he wasn't he didn't understand what he said was like a stupid thing to say. He's just like he thought he was actually saying something intelligent. It's like all the all the com all the stuff works and it's hilarious. And then like you you see you win this boss fight, and then like the area is like blowing up, but uh, she's like knocked out. So you're like trying to like save her in this whole cutscene of like you like running through and you keep bonking her head on mm-hmm. shit. And then finally, the last part is like, all right, you've hit her head on like six things. Now you want to, uh, um, you're like, you get this elevator. So you're going to go through this elevator door very, very slowly because you you keep hitting her head on shit. And then you finally, you go through the elevator, but then the doors close on her head. And it's like all builds to that. And it's hilarious. It all is, it's all fucking funny. I love all of it. But like I said, like the, the boss fights kind of build, build, build. The second to last um, boss fight is amazing. Uh, I don't want to spoil like every boss fight has like a, a different song to it, and I don't want to spoil the song. But the song choice, oh, Chef's Kiss, it's amazing. Uh, it's it, if I told you it would be sound goofy, I don't want to tell you because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. But it's awesome. And then the final stage before the final boss fight, that song is straight fucking hype. I always thought about Final Fantasy VII Remake should just be in the definition. Under the definition of hype, should just be that p- a picture right, of the right, right. of that game. I'm replacing that with just I want the MP3 of that song to be the definition of hype because that's what that fucking last, that second to last level is. Is hype it is amazing. I had chills the entire time. I loved it. The build up, the way the characters are all like, the way everything just comes together is awesome. It, holy shit, I love this game. Um, I don't want to spoil anything else more, but. My God, if you have Game Pass, Gables, what's Game Pass? Oh, the best deal in gaming currently. You're goddamn right. Currently. Because <laughs> there could be like... something else on the horizon. You never know. There's nothing else on the horizon, Gables, <laughs> unless you're talking about PlayStation Plus. Um, but, um, yeah, I, oh, man. If you, uh, if you have Game Pass and you have our PC or anything that can play this game, 
fucking play this game or X Cloud, whatever. Any means necessary, buy the fuck game. It's thirty bucks, and it's it is definitely it's not. I'm not like yeah, it's a, a game of the year contender because it's mid February. Yeah, but do I think it's like I would be blown away if this game isn't in my top ten list. Yeah. I'd be blown away if the game isn't in my top five uh, for 2023. So yeah, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, highest recommends for me. Um, ten out of ten. That's yeah. what I'm playing. Gables, we've been playing. All right. So like I was saying before. When they got stealth dropped the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games onto the Switch Online, I had to go forth and try some stuff out, though. I mean, granted, the work week this past week and stuff kind of allotted to where I could only maybe play like about an hour or something before I had nodded off to sleep. <laughs> so what I did, though, was I went through and I beat Tetris and I beat freaking uh, like a Wario Land, like Mega Micro games and stuff. <laughs> and oh okay and that's just the kind of funny thing i think i beat like about three games and i think about it Ooh. yeah about three games it was tetris kirby's dreamland and then wario land mega micro games and stuff and the thing about it is like the game boy games like tetris and kirby's dreamland they're not particularly long for tetris in order to beat it you gotta get on level nine and then five high and just clear that and it'll actually it'll actually go through the process of having the band and stuff play this musical thing, and then all of a sudden it goes to another cutscene of a space shuttle going to launching up in the air. That's how you know you beat the game. <laughs> but uh, for Kirby's, yeah, Kirby's Dreamland, one of the first platformers I've played on the Game Boy. Kind of nostalgia thing. What's kind of hilarious is the games that I played this past week have mostly been kind of tiebacks, not callbacks to what I used to play as a kid, you know? So, like, I played a lot of Tetris when I was a kid. I played a lot of Kirby's Dreamland. Then, of course, Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. I was playing a little bit of that, though, before we came on to here. I've gotten all the coins except for the last one, which is like the tree with the whole the freaking bird and stuff that goes and swoops down with the egg and stuff. But the last one, the Wario Land, no, the WarioWare Mega Micro Games and stuff. I love that minigame series. I love that thing for the Game Boy Advance. I distinctly had memories as a kid, like as a high school kid. Going on school trips, bringing my disc player, bringing my CDs with me, popping in the space jam, like freaking soundtrack, and then going through trying to play some Mario Land, like no, WarioWare, on my Game Boy Advance SP, along with a couple other games I had with me. And it, it yeah, was. We just... should do like, sorry to cut you off. We should just do a podcast one day when we rank the Space Jam songs. <laughs> I can spend three hours. Oh my gosh yeah yeah that's definitely something <laughs> but uh but yeah man it's like the, the little mini games and stuff they're always they're always fun to go through they don't take more than a few seconds to go forth and do and i actually when i went through and tried to focus to get to the game from beginning to end i forgot how short the game is if you don't replay a lot of the different types of mini games and different types of chapters in regards to that I do love the other types of little mini games, like in terms of the skateboarding one, and also it has the fly swatter mini game from uh, Mario Paint. That's inside there as well. It's unlockable. There are a couple different characters that have sort of like uh, retro callbacks and stuff. Like Nine Volt has like a bunch of retro inspired like uh, mini games and stuff based upon certain NES or SNES games, like say. Legend of Zelda, you know, you have Link in the original Legend of Zelda. All you have to do is just get into the freaking tunnel and stuff to go down, like go down to meet that dude and stuff like that. The first for that yeah. one that you like, you have like uh, Dangerous to Go Alone. Take this. Yeah. 
yeah, sort of like that. You know, it doesn't go into the entirety. It just has you as Link going down that staircase. But the other ones I can potentially think about are like uh, playing as Mario and stuff and like just stomping on the Goomba. <laughs> or like uh, playing balloon fight and stuff, just try to avoid the little sparks and stuff that pop your balloons and stuff going into there. Those ones were always a fun one. I think one of my favorite ones has to involve like the character Mona because uh, she has these weird ass mini games and stuff like you can brush your teeth and sort of mini games or you have to pick your nose or something like that. You have to time the button press of the eight button so you can stick your entire finger up your nose or something. Or in regards to like uh, there's this one strange kind of anime inspired one to where you have a picture of this lighthouse and you have this giant portrait of this woman and stuff, this beautiful woman, and all of a sudden you just see this trickle a snot go down her freaking thing you have to press the a button repeatedly in order to get it back up into her nose <laughs> it's <sighs> it's stuff like that that really made me play it a lot back then because man the game boy advance and the ds back then and i played a ton of because those were fun as hell but uh man i know that i was going to be playing a bunch of the uh, game boy game boy color and like game boy advance stuff i'm happy with that What's kind of hilarious, I did try out Alone in the Dark, that game for the game, oh my that Game God. Boy Color thing. I played it for a good 10 minutes before I went through and just decided to say, no, it's not for me. Because here's the thing, man. This game, this game looked like it did push the limits of the Game Boy Color in a way. It reminds me so much of like a terrible version of like Resident Evil because you're trying to solve this murder mystery, right? The game tells you almost next to nothing in regards to how you're navigating through different things or where you need to go. You pretty much have to figure it out on your own, but it gives you a little bit of synopsis of what you're doing there. And like, there are some things you can find and kind of discover. It's kind of hilarious though. This is like, it's like a, like an M rated game, right? But yet it's on the game boy color. It's super limited in terms of what you can do. The color scheme of this thing is just kind of ghastly in regards to what you do. I mean, there's some bits of the game that kind of look kind of cool in some aspects of it, but uh, it's it's not the kind of game for me. <laughs> and I'm really questioning why they decided to put it on there other than like probably licensing agreements with Konami possibly. Or I don't know what the hell they released the Alone in the Dark on the Game Boy Color. But uh, what I'm saying is, though, if you're going to be playing these games like on the service provided, I would definitely go with the regular like first party games first. <laughs> is, Al is Alone in the Dark is that that's not Konami is it I'm not sure I thought it was Konami but I could be wrong with that I think it was at Infograms so that actually is like more of an Atari sort of thing is it Atari okay um, oh you're right it is Atari so yeah no, it was Atari oh, yeah. Konami is uh, Silent Hill okay Konami is Silent Hill so I was more or less thinking of Atari because yeah, Infograms it's... had Infogram was developer on it as well but it looks like Atari is like owns it yeah, that's the thing. Atari owns Infograms, but Infograms back in the day, they had the port of that on there, but they also went on to do, like, uh, put out games in the Game Boy Advance in regards to the Dragon Ball Z series. That's the one I where I know oh. most, most of all. THQ Nordic uh, bought the franchise from Atari. Yep. So, in 2018. So now THQ Nordic owns it. Oh, that's not... That's interesting. That's interesting. But... Uh, yeah, man, I'm kind of excited to try to delve back into, like, uh, some of the other games on there. Like, I haven't tried Minish Cap yet. 
I that's one of the games I've always wanted to beat, even back in the day, because I would get maybe oh, so much really? into it, never could finish it. I beat that game on the Wii U with the gamepad like years ago. <laughs> I love. I just got hooked on the game for like four days. That's the thing, man. It's like I play a little bit of it. It's the thing with certain Zelda games. Sometimes I'll play a little bit of it, and sometimes I'll never go back to it until years later, and then finally beat it and stuff. But uh, for that though, for that though, that's just kind of like how I am in sort of other aspects of certain games. Like, for example, you know, Ocarina of Time took me four years to beat that because of the freaking the lack of information back then. Plus, I had to get a guide freaking from Nintendo itself themselves. Joe's Max took me about two years. Of course, Legend of Zelda. I mean, I played the original Legend of Zelda when it first came out on the Wii's virtual console. And it took me up until like around, what was it, 2021 or 2020 to actually beat that game? <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like. It's just, I'm more excited now to play more of the virtual console stuff because of these stealth releases. But, uh, yeah, I know the Dead Space Remastered and Fire Emblem Engage are really much on my docket, too. Son of a bitch. Now, if as long as I can get enough time to actually go for them, play them without having to fall asleep after I get home, I mean, yeah, that's that's nice. That would be nice. You spent, you wasted 10 minutes on Alone in the Dark when you could have played Dead, Dead Space Remastered. <laughs> Remake. God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, yes, Pompous I could. Re- remake. Mm. Oh, curry, 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 I'm getting better. I got that down. In like seven years, I'll be able to say that Kurakurakurin thing. Uh, by then, no one will remember what that game is, though. By that then, you'll probably think you're having a stroke. <laughs> I might be actually having a stroke. I think I'm always on the verge of having a stroke. Um, I don't have a good diet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's all I've been playing this week. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I don't. That was a weird. That was a weird way to end this. Uh, but um, if you guys liked all that, please. Uh, if First off, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Second off, thank you. Uh, but uh, thank you guys so much uh, for uh, watching, listening, whatever. If you like all that, please like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, five stars, you know, all that fun jazz. Whatever you do to help us out, we would appreciate it. Um, but uh, I would show us that. I'm Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, play some fun games. Play some Switch Online or some Game Pass or whatever the heck you want to do. But most importantly, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Thank you. Too sweet? Too sweet, man. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya.